are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, we have a signing to talk about. The Giants are in agreement with right-handed relief pitcher Matt Whistler on a one-year, $1.15 million contract. Whistler was non-tendered by the Twins last week. We actually talked about him on this show as one of the non-tenders the Giants may pursue. So even though it's a small deal, it does have real significance for the Giants. So we'll talk all about that on today's show and then preview the rest of the winter meetings. First, a little bit about me. I've been a contributor for the baseball analysis sites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs, which is part of Fangraphs. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and then began hosting this show prior to the 2019 season. So Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reported this morning that Whistler and the Giants were in agreement on a one-year, $1.15 million contract pending a physical. Whistler was non-tender by the Twins last Wednesday, and he was considered one of the more surprising non-tenders because he had a really solid season with the Minnesota Twins. So let's just talk about that season because it was a very strange year. Of course, everything is going to be a little strange in the 60-game season, but Whistler's story is very interesting. And what was so interesting about his 2020 is that, you know, there's so many things. I'll just start with the fact that he had a 1.07 ERA in 25 and a third inning. So that's great. However, there was certainly some unsustainability to that, and we did talk about this on our show after he was non-tendered and and talking about him as a possible Giants target. But the number one thing that stands out in terms of unsustainability is that he stranded 99% of his base runners. So that just doesn't last. Most pitchers are going to come in at around 72%. It's like a magic number. Pitchers just generally strand about 72% of their base runners. That number can be a little higher if you're a strikeout pitcher. It can be a little higher if you if you have a really good defense behind you. But nobody's going to sustain 99%. It just doesn't happen. And so that alone is enough to say, okay, well, the 1.07 ERA was not sustainable. But you don't need a 1.07 ERA to be a good pitcher. Whistler's fielding independent pitching was really good at 3.35, and that is because he had this excellent strikeout rate at 32.7%, so striking out about a third of batters faced. The issue, though, on the flip side was that he was walking 13% of batters, which is pretty high. That came out to about five batters per nine innings for Whistler in 2020. So the main point that we haven't yet said is that the way Whistler did this was with his slider. He has a really good slider, and in recent years, especially in 2020, he just started throwing it almost all of the time. He threw the pitch 83.4% of the time, and his four-seamer just 16.6% of the time. 
So we usually refer to like off-speed pitches, curveball sliders as secondary pitches, but for Whistler, his four-seam fastball is very much his secondary pitch. In plate appearances that ended with a Whistler slider this year, opponents hit 148 with a 250 on base and 222 slugging. And that's actually not unusual for Whistler if you look at the numbers against his slider in his career. So because it's such a good pitch, I guess the Twins probably seemingly just told him, hey, throw that pitch almost all of the time. And that's exactly what Whistler did. So if you look at his career numbers, they're nowhere near what he was able to do this year. So he's very much seemingly changed as a pitcher. Like if you look back to when he was with the Braves, he debuted with the Braves in 2015. He was mostly a starting pitcher for two years with the Braves, then became a reliever in year three. But if you look at those numbers, he's striking out roughly 15% of batters during that time. So then fast forward to 2020, again, striking out 33% of batters. So he more than doubled his strikeout rate from when he was with the Atlanta Braves. That being said, he was also kind of a command pitcher. He at least had roughly average walk rates around 8%. And then this year it's up at 13%. So if we look at some of the percentile rankings for Matt Whistler in 2020, He was 93rd percentile in expected weighted on base average, which is basically just expected production weighted properly for all the different possible offensive outcomes against him. He was 93rd percentile, meaning he was better than 93% of pitchers in the league in this category. Expected slugging percentage, 96th percentile. Expected batting average, 98th percentile. Expected ERA, 93rd percentile, on and on. The things he was bad at were walk rate, 13th percentile, and fastball velocity, only 34th percentile. But he's certainly an interesting pitcher, 28 years old, and the Giants signed him to this one-year deal. However, he's still arbitration eligible for one additional season. So he comes in at $1.15 million this year, but the Giants can retain him in 2022 if they so desire. So it's a solid veteran addition to the Giants' bullpen. This is an arm that has a lot of upside in it. It's an unusual arm. It's exactly the type of pitcher that the Giants would want, and here they are proving once again that it's the type of pitcher that they do want. Someone who has upside, someone whose repertoire is a little outside the box, someone who has a skill that they can exploit, And that's exactly what he represents. So we'll talk in the second half of the show about how he fits into the Giants bullpen. And then we'll look ahead to the rest of these winter meetings, which are going on this week. All right, as promised here in the second half of the show, I want to talk about how Matt Whistler now fits into this Giants bullpen. It's a really savvy, like value signing to me at 1.15 million, a guy coming off the season that he just had. With the kind of upside that he has, I mean, these numbers, you're looking at strikeout rate, 90th percentile, expected ERA, 93rd percentile. That expected ERA was 2.74, and it's based on the quality of contact, the strikeout rate, walk rate, etc. But just really intriguing numbers kind of across the board. I wouldn't be surprised to see Whistler throw his slider even more 
than the 83% of the time that he threw it in 2020. That's the type of team that the Giants are now. If there's a pitcher who has an excellent pitch, but his other pitches aren't so good, you can expect the Giants, if they think that's the best way to use him, to encourage him to throw that slider maybe 100% of the time. Maybe he just ditches the fastball altogether and just throws slider after slider after slider. That's basically what we're going to see out of him anyway, because he throws his fastball so rarely. But I would expect that to continue now. So how does he fit into the bullpen? Well, he's a right-handed reliever. I hopefully had said that initially. Giants were in need of veteran right-handed relief help. We talked about that on yesterday's show, talking about the Giants' winter meetings wish list. So now, right-handed relievers on the Giants' 40-man roster include Sean Anderson, Kervin Castro, who was just added a couple weeks ago to protect him from the Rule 5 draft, but he becomes a bullpen option after being added to the 40-man. Sam Coonrod, Camilo Duvall, added to the 40-man like Kervin Castro. Trevor Gott, Reyes Maranta, Tyler Rogers, Gregory Santos, another guy added to the 40-man to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. And that's it. Maybe Logan Webb as well. We'll see if he's in the rotation or not. But as you can tell, as I read through that list, there's not a lot of proven veterans. The only guy would probably be Reyes Maranta, but he's, of course, coming back from that serious shoulder injury. They said that he was, you know, physically ready to come back last year. He pitched at the alternate site, but I think they challenged him to come into camp in better shape. So I'm guessing he was not in good shape and... They hope that in 2021, he'll come to spring training in peak physical condition. But again, not a lot of proven options right now. The only guys who you feel really comfortable with maybe are Tyler Rogers, Reyes Maranta eventually, and that's kind of it. So Whistler arguably becomes a top right-handed option along with probably Maranta and Tyler Rogers. I would not expect this to be the last right-handed veteran reliever that the Giants add, but to me, he's a really solid one to add, very low-risk signing at $1.15 million with a lot of upside. As far as left-handers go, the Giants have Caleb Berger, Harleen Garcia, Connor Menez, Wandy Peralta, Sam Selman, and Andy Suarez. So they have a lot of left-handed pitchers who figure to be in the bullpen mix in 2021. So that's why I would expect them to continue to add veteran right-handed relief help. I just think this is a really good signing, and the fact that he's 28 years old and controllable for an additional season is just icing on the cake. So that's one small item checked off the wish list for the Giants. I know it's not the big, splashy signing, But the Giants have had a lot of success with these types of moves, although they haven't really signed any relief pitchers until now under Farhan Zaidi. I know that Drew Pomeranz ended up in the bullpen. Kevin Gosman had pitched in the bullpen in 2019. But all of those guys were in the starting rotation. These signings that don't get a lot of attention, but it's clear that the pitchers have upside, they've all worked out pretty darn well for the Giants. And I wouldn't be surprised if Whistler is just the next in line in that category. So I would expect, hopefully, the winter meetings to continue to bring about some action. We're seeing a lot of action already. There was a a major trade, Lance Lynn moving from the Rangers to the White Sox. We've seen some other signings. Adam Eaton signed with the White Sox. 
I'm just reading now that Carlos Santana has agreed to a $17 million deal with the Royals. So a lot seems to be happening right now with the virtual winter meetings, and that's great news. The Giants have more items on their wish list. Starting pitching, I would expect them to sign at least a couple of veteran starting pitchers. There's some international pitchers who are really intriguing as well. And they're still in need of that veteran left-handed versatile bat, possibly someone to platoon with Evan Longoria. So we'll continue to provide coverage of the winter meetings as they go on. We'll probably get, you know, quotes and reaction from Farhan Zaidi and or Scott Harris about this Whistler signing. So come back tomorrow and we'll provide all of those updates, as well as any new rumors, whispers, and or signings and trades by the San Francisco Giants that take place in the next 24 hours. So be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review in the Apple Podcast Store. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, that's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow, and until then, we'll see you next time.